You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. We got to ramp up. I'm not, your, I'm not your your organ grinder. I'm not your monkey. I don't just dance for chicken. What were we talking about? Uh, chicken. You were talking about. You were in the middle of saying that you listened last week. You were like, I was listening. I was listening last week. I, I was. Yeah, and your microphone sounded a little a little softer. Did you hear that? Did you listen to last week's episode? No. Okay. I don't go back and just like listen. Maybe we were just being over. No, I was sitting here. Jason was over there. Yeah. Oh, so it is that microphone then. Yeah, oh, maybe. okay. That's it right. I forgot that. you were sitting over there. And... What? No, no, Jason was there. No, Jason was there. That's what I just said. Well, I was thinking the opposite of what you just said. <laughs> I was even pointing. Jason was over there. I know, but you... you uh, all right, I'm confused. <laughs> this is going to be... I don't know what's wrong with me. I no, don't know what's... My, my synapses like, aren't firing today. I feel like I feel like maybe Joel from the future, like 80-year-old <laughs> Joel from the future, has jumped into a hot tub time machine mm. and is inhabiting your body and like... I'm getting senile Joel. <laughs> it could be happening. What is going it's on? It's like with in you? Uh, what's that Jean Claude? Is it Time Cop? Time Cop, where no matter can uh, occupy the same space That's at right. once, and that one guy touches his old self. Ron and Silver turn, turns into the fucking T one thousand. Great Ron Silver. Ron Silver. How do I know that name? Because he was the bad guy in Time Cop. Yeah, no, but what else is he from? Him? I can't picture him. <laughs> now all I see is Robert he Patrick was, in my he head. Was, no, no, he was in a bunch of like eighties <laughs> and uh, early nineties films. Ron Silver. Yeah, he had like the, a very famous like beard. He was in a movie with Jamie Lee Curtis. He was, he was a bad guy. Yeah, he could have been. I had no. I have no idea. Uh, but he was the bad guy in Time Cop. He was also. Oh, uh, what, yeah. Oh, he, in uh, Golden Child, right? D- no, was, was he? In was Golden he the Child? bad guy in Golden Child? No. Okay. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember that uh, that TV? Uh, God, it was like a pilot that Ben Stiller made with Jack Black called Heat Vision and Jack, and it was Owen Wilson was the voice of the talking motorcycle. And they were being chased no. by an FBI agent, and it was what? played by Ron Silver. Oh and the God. name of the agent was Ron Silver. <laughs> it was seriously like Ron Silver was an actor who was also actually a CIA agent. Interesting. Yeah, and that was that's the only other thing I can think of that that's Ron Silver meta. was in. It's so fantastic that we've wasted <laughs> three minutes talking no, about No, no, this. this is educational now. You're we all know who Ron Silver is. obviously a fan of film. That you know who Ron Silver Whatever, is. Whatever, he's like an you obscure like villain four, uh, from well, Time Cop. While John was in here, they were finishing up with 8-Bit Gladiators, yeah. and you couldn't even pick off an easy quote from Aliens. And you were talking about Aliens I did the two seconds before he quoted That it. was an obscure quote that you did. No, I did one it wasn't. Was the sign-off. When she said they come again? out at night, mo- they, mo- they mostly come out at night. Mostly. And you were like, what's that from? See, it's from obscure. Aliens. It's not oh, obscure. you know it too, Jeff? I thought you were on my side, Jeff. <laughs> you know what? I don't think I've seen that movie in like 20 ever. years. You no, no, seen I've, seen it, I've seen it. It's my favorite of the of the. Obviously. Uh, of the you four, know it so well. Oh, who was I hearing? Oh, I was hearing on your podcast. Hey, my comic life, everybody. That they're, who's directing the fifth one Neil now? Blomkamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil yeah. Blomkamp. There you go. Easy for you to say. No, not really. And uh, but they're pretending like episodes three and four don't exist. I don't know. I'm calling them episodes, like they're Star Wars. Movies. Yeah, it, it could be. We just talked about that on uh, we, we oh, recorded. Then uh, I'll shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> for next week's afternoon delight. We talk about it as well. Uh, no, it's all good. All it's right. cool. Let's it's cross promotion. We're cross promoting yeah. other shows that we're there not on. Yeah. It's nice <laughs> that other people aren't listening. To. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. No, I'm saying like nobody oh, listens to ours God. either. It's not. I'm just saying we're. Oh, we're, is that what you meant? Because I was like, echo. Jesus. No, man. no, no. I feel like voices. We're carry. our biggest fans. Oh, hush. <laughs> Keep it down now. 
So that song's from the 80s, what I was just singing. Oh, yeah? I see yeah. what you're trying to do there. <laughs> I'm, I'm thwarting to... your segues you... at every <laughs> turn. Everything. You were like, it's like, look, a bunny. I have a feeling we're destined to do this forever. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that over the weekend. Oh, too. were you The Dark Knight? Mm-hmm. What, you said that you watched a few movies over I did. The I saw some new movies, this, or new to me anyway. Yeah? Uh, finally saw, uh, after you guys have been clamoring over it, um, I can't think of the name of it now. Uh, is it Kingsman or Kingsman? The Kingsman. Plural. Uh-huh. The Ki- I think Kingsman. it's singular. Kingsman. Kingsman. Uh-huh. Okay. But it doesn't sound the same. Matthew singular. Vaughn. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, I heard it does for spy movies what Kick-Ass did for superhero movies. It's be- it's very obvious that uh, the same director did both movies. Yeah. Uh, do- have you not seen it yet? I thought you had seen it. I haven't. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, you'll dig it, man. Would I, I like it? I think you'll like the hell yeah. out of it. If you like Matthew Vaughn and you like Kick-Ass, like, I, that's a, an accurate representation. I really like it. In fact, I think, I think Kick-Ass, other than the whole jetpack thing... I think Kick-Ass is Matthew Vaughn's best superhero movie. I think it was better Even than X-Men. X-Men First Class. Yeah. Yeah, I caught that second one again. I don't know how much of that is his fault. I it's lo- not a bad movie. X-Men First Class is, a li- like, I don't enjoy, like, the more I watch it, the yeah. less I enjoy it. Yeah. I think we were we were coming off of the third X-Men movie. Yeah. And it was better than that. It's still way better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. way better than that first Wolverine the solo Origins thing. movie. Oh, God, that's so bad. Are they doing any more of those? The Wolverine? No, the Origins. I don't think that so. was the intention, right? Yeah, that was the intention. I think what we got in uh, for X-Men First Class, and I think we talked about this, X-Men First Class was partially X-Men Origins Magneto. Oh, Like, that yeah. was the plan, was they were going to do X-Men Origins Wolverine and X-Men Origins Magneto, mm-hmm. and because of how poorly yes. X-Men Origins Wolverine was received, they were like, we need to do something else. Abort they, this they mission. chose poorly. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, so yeah, okay. So you saw Kingsman. I saw Kingsman. Really, uh, big fan, man. You know what? You know what I like about it, and, and this was my my impression coming out of the theater. You don't usually see adult movies, and I don't mean like you know triple X movies. Yeah. And not the one with Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> the ones with Ice Cube. <laughs> Giving me that same joke. Uh, no, no. Um, oh God, he there was, he was a, sequel. a sequel. Yeah. Wow, you want to talk about <laughs> some fodder just, for the editing bay? That is not. Well, yeah, that's true. But like. All right, so if we if we were to do Triple X on a future episode, who would recast Ice Cube in the Vin Diesel? Well, fucking nobody. He could get the rockers. Somebody, somebody with some did. muscle. Somebody, somebody looks good. Somebody was like, hey, we can't get Vin Diesel for the sequel. <laughs> who could we get? I got the perfect guy. Does he look good in a Yo, wife meter? Yo, motherfucker, I'm here to do the sequel. <laughs> it just doesn't, he doesn't have the same physique or anything. No, he doesn't have any physique. Yeah, no. I think I'm he's like be- a, I'm more well-built than Ice Cube. He's, he's built like fucking Grimace yeah. from uh, McDonald's. Yes, he is. Yeah, a little eggplant. And I guess that's good to cast him because nothing can kill the Grimace, <laughs> according, according to the Clerks cartoon. <laughs> Jesus, we're all over the map. But yes, we are. Kingsman's great. Oh, let me finish this thought then. So it's so great to I'm see let you finish. an adult movie um, that's made for... All right, let me put it this way. Okay. Because I, I was able to articulate this better. Uh, when I came out of the theater, but movies that are this violent are usually heavy and dramatic. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you got your Quentin Tarantino, and that's about as close as it gets to like fun. But even then, like shit is tense. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is a movie that is it, it, like in another era, this would have been a PG thirteen movie, and it would have been made for teenagers. Yeah. But it's like fuck it, we're gonna take the same fun uh, and 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 this the same you know kind of silly storyline. And we're just going to put some gratuitous violence in it. This is one of the most violent movies I've ever seen. Wow. There's a scene in there. 
that uh, is shocking, and I laughed all the way through it. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it for you. Well, there's like some chick well. running around with like the Pistorius legs, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah, the Blade Runner. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. That's uh, cool. She's great. I don't know who that actress is either. I looked her up afterwards. She's, she needs to do more stuff. I'm and she probably will, because if there's anything so. that Matthew Vaughn does... When he creates these movies, he puts these films together, he yeah. kind of launches careers. He did it for... Uh, he did it for Aaron Johnson. I mean, the guy's going to be Quicksilver in the yep. new Avengers movie. You could argue he did it for Lindsay Fonseca, I think is her name, who uh-huh. is in this week's movie, Joe. How about that for segue? <laughs> That's really well done, man. <laughs> kind of went <laughs> the long way to do it. took me 10 minutes to get there. Long way. Hot tub time machine. Hot tub time machine. Now, this is kind of a... You know, we, we had to put it off last week because of, you know, Leonard Nimoy passing away. Uh, but now we are celebrating a week of Hot Tub Time Machine. Yesterday, yeah. uh, we had the episode where Jeff and our friend Stephanie and I, we talked about Hot Tub Time Machine 2, uh, the sequel to this film that came out in 2010, mm-hmm. uh, starring John Cusack, Rob Corddry, um, what, uh, Craig Robinson, Clark Duke. Is that his name? Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, Who, the, how would we know him from? He was in Kick-Ass. Who was he in Kick-Ass? He was one of Aaron Johnson's friends. He was friends. one of the friends? He was one of the friends. I barely remember To him. bring it on back. Interesting. Uh, and uh, and so, you know, it's it's kind of a, you know, this this is a story about a bunch of people and, you know, lives going where they didn't quite expect them to and mistakes and kind of dwelling on, God, if only I could have gone back and done right. things a little bit differently. And uh, and and their buddy Lou, played by, <laughs> played by Rob, Rob Corddry, Corddry. Uh, who... Drives his car into his garage. He's listening oh to some God. Motley Crue. The garage door closes. He still has the car running. It's like carbon monoxide. And carbon monoxide and uh, uh, almost kills himself. Yeah. And, uh, and his buddies are kind of brought together, and they decide, you know what? Let's try to help our buddy out. We bring him up to, to K-Valley, K-Vals, mm-hmm. Kodiak Valley, uh, this old ski lodge that they used to go to as kids. And it's kind of all run down. Kodiak Valley's run down now, but they get their old room that they used to stay in. And there's this hot tub that's mm-hmm. kind of connected to their room. And uh, it mystically kind of lights up. They get in. They decide to get in. They party. And there's a you know a little mishap. And suddenly they wake <laughs> up, and it's 1986. Well, the mishap is you're bearing the lead because the mishap is uh, there's like an, uh, an illegal Russian energy drink. Chernobyl. Chernobyl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that gets spilled. And uh, I guess we find out later that there were some uh, plutonium-like ingredients in there. Oh, or, you know, whatever. Something like that. <laughs> Is that really what it was? Nitrotrinanium. that to memory? To memory? Nitrotrinanium. What, uh, is Beetlejuice going to appear? You've said it three times now. <laughs> what, uh, are you a fan of this movie, Joe? I love this movie. You, how many times have you seen this? I saw this movie like eight times in the theater. Jesus. Kind of like in how- theaters? Kind of like how you were about Titanic, where yeah. you brought everyone you knew to see it. Mm-hmm. This is what I- when I, I saw this movie just kind of on a whim. I wanted to kill some time, uh, and I wasn't- ge- I. I was not expecting what I got when I went and saw this movie. I just decided, okay, I got a little bit of time between... I can't remember what it was. I think it was... uh, I was working split shifts at the time, Mm -hmm. and I was just going to go see a flick between, you know, the morning shift and the afternoon. Laughed my balls off. I couldn't believe what I was watching. It was so outrageous, but had, like, this weird heart that I was like, whoa, like, there's kind of something going on here. Like, this, there's a little bit... There's a little bit more at work than generally should be going yeah, on. Yeah. I'm really enjoying what's happening. And like would bring people to say, and they're like, that movie looks like shit. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, I will buy your ticket. Come see this movie. It, and everyone I brought to see it was like, you're right. This movie's fantastic. It's so funny. And it, this was one of those movies where it caused me to find out 
who wrote this? Mm. And I started trying to figure out, like, what else have these guys done? Oh, wow. And, you know, these are the same writers that did She's Out of My League. They did okay. a movie called Sex Drive, which is oh, fucking hilarious. Heard about that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, like, I enjoy the works of these writers. Like, huh. they've done some good stuff. Um, I love this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it, to answer your question. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's fun. Um, I, what was the thought I was going to... Where, where were you going? I don't remember now. What, do you remember what time of year it came out? Did it come out about this time? Was yeah. it, was it yeah, buried yeah. in the fall? Yeah. Yeah, because this definitely got a lot of positive word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those movies. It was, at the time it was released, kind of compared to Hangover, in uh-huh. the sense that there's like three or four best friends that anyone could have. And they're... Um, and it's kind of a bromance a in, little in bit, a lot yeah. of ways, actually, yeah. <laughs> almost in, in one very literal way. <laughs> yes. We'll find out later. Jeff, have you seen this movie? Yeah, he's nodding. <laughs> he's giving a knowing nod. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you're right. I don't remember Hangover having a lot of hearts. I remember it being funny as hell. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, this movie, uh, I don't want to say it touched me. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this, uh, I feel like I'm doing the end before the beginning, but... B, B we, plus. We could Tarantino it back. Big B plus. Yeah, I got there you. you. Go. Okay. Uh, fan of it. Made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw it a couple of weeks ago. Of course, you know this was before we decided to, to do our Leonard Nimoy tribute last week. Yeah. And uh, was trying to remember today, and, which and also involved going back to 1986. Yes. Oh, and <laughs> uh, just to finish my point though, I, I found it kind of forgettable and had to refresh my memory. So that's never a good sign with a movie, which is why I think maybe it got demoted from an A minus to a B plus. Mm-hmm. But yes, both these movies take place in the 80s. Yeah, one was actually filmed in the eighties. Uh-huh. Uh, the other one is pretending to have, or you know, trying to recreate that era. Yeah, and I feel like if I took this, these two movies, to somebody who had never lived in the eighties or or didn't know that these movies existed, and asked them which one was actually shot in the eighties, uh-huh. you would. No, I don't know that you'd be able to they, tell. They may have had a hard time. I think that. Uh, <laughs> I think that the uh, obviously with Hot Tub Time Machine, mm-hmm. I think all of like the self referential. Humor would That's have given it true, away. True, um, The soundtrack to Hot Tub Time Machine, fabulous. Yeah. Like, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, got fucking Motley Crue in there. Hell yeah, There's man. a lot of Motley Crue. There's, Airband I days. mean, just, I mean, even beyond that, though, I mean, you've got Safety Dance. You've got, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Salt and Pepper. Yes. Kicking it. Um, God, there's so much good stuff. I l- what I love about this movie, and this is kind of one of my complaints about the movie that Jeff and I went and saw today mm-hmm. that we'll be talking about next week. Ooh, uh, we went and saw the Vince Vaughn movie, Unfinished Business. Oh, yeah. One of my main complaints about that movie was that it's a comedy that didn't take the time to kind of flesh out the characters, to to take the time to, you know, give them some conflict with each other and in the meantime kind of flesh them out and give you an idea of what their relationships are with one another. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And, it, and ultimately it made that movie suffer. Yeah. Because it uh, seems like that's all that movie has going for it. I feel like I've seen all the jokes in the trailers. Uh, and you have. Yeah. And, and you have. Um, tune in next week Spoiler to find out more. <laughs> uh, but, but what I loved about this movie was that there's actually, there's business. You know, there's relationships that, de- that, that exist but are also developing still within the course of this movie and are kind of being adjusted as they're kind of alternate. They're going through the alternate timeline or whatever, and they're kind of changing things as they go through the past. Yeah, they are. Um, which is kind of, it's kind of nice. You know, I love that they, they get back into the past and they're like, okay, we need to do everything yep. as it was originally. And like, Within minutes, that I, that whole idea gets fucked. <laughs> yeah, well, because if they were to follow through, like everybody had horrible things happen to them this day. Right. Uh, Craig Robinson bombed on stage. 
Joan, Joan, John Cusack got a, <laughs> and Joan Cusack got a fork to the eye by uh, by his girlfriend he was breaking up with, and then uh, yeah, Rob Corddry gets beat gets, up. Uh, beat up by some some pop collars. Uh huh. And and ultimately, like almost everything that they didn't want to have happen, like mm-hmm. all the bad things that they didn't want to do, mm-hmm. they end up doing again, except for Nick. Uh, played by Craig Robinson, yes, who ends up rocking it on stage. <laughs> Meanwhile, John Cusack still gets broken up with. Yeah. Like instead of him breaking up with his girlfriend, she breaks up with him. He still gets stabbed uh-huh. in the head with this like with this fork. Uh, Rob Corddry still gets his ass beat a few times by the bully on the mountain. Who I don't know if you recognize him. Mm-mm. Played by Sebastian Stan, who is the Winter Soldier in the Captain America. Oh movie. shit! He's Bucky. <laughs> yeah, he's Bucky. No way. Which is um, which is awesome because when you get near the end of the movie and he's like all he's bullying. Rob Corddry yeah. at one point out of nowhere he just says America no way yes I which, didn't recognize him at all which is great because it's kind yeah. of this weird foreshadowing like at the time I'm pretty sure he wasn't cast as Bucky at the time no because yeah this is 2010 yeah well maybe but, but probably not yeah I'm trying to think I don't I don't yeah. know at that point I'm not sure it's too far in advance but it's so it's so funny just to kind of go back and see that and go oh my god that's fucking Bucky Interesting. and he's about to be the Winter Soldier like this dude ends up becoming like one of the most influential heroes in Marvel and here he is, is this fucking this this total shitbag, yeah, whitewashed uh-huh. bully. Uh, and uh, and so you know you see Craig Robinson though, and I, and you kind of you, it's delightful. It's delightful kind of seeing him like in 1986 throw down a you know a black eyed piece, right? Song yeah, and kind of like take credit for it. Um, to see the the seeds be planted, you know, because there's a little bit of cleverness in this script that, like, right at the beginning when they show up in 1986, what you think is some just really just gross humor moment where Lou pukes on a fucking squirrel. Oh yeah, it comes back later <laughs> that like they're that. they're at the bar and they're betting on what's happening in the Denver game, uh. and suddenly that puked on squirrel shows up on the field and fucks up what happens in the game. Yes, and <laughs> causing them to lose, lose the, the bet, bet and have to give Nick head in the. Oh bet. my god! Well, I, I was reading a review of this movie uh, before I started watching it, and they were talking about you know eh, it's pretty funny. It's got some laughs in it, aside from some misogyny and some homophobic tendencies. And I was uh-huh. like, hmm, curious to see what that's all about. And I can only assume that that's the scene they're talking about. Okay, so yeah, so it's Rob Corddry and Craig Robinson, and they think they know how this this big football game that's on TV that they're watching is going to end. Yeah. Uh, and so they bet some guy. Who's the guy? I don't know. I think we're supposed to know who he is. Like, yeah. Maybe not like that he's supposed to be someone from the 80s, but I kind of think like maybe he's in like a lives, writer. Right? Well, I think he's someone like maybe we should know in like current pop culture that like he's a writer that works with someone like Rob Corddry or oh. something, you know, like he's kind of part of that crew. But I don't recognize him. Yeah, no, I didn't either. Uh, so they bet him that uh, if they lose, they'll not only uh, give him the money, but uh, <laughs> Craig also has to. No, who's giving who head? Rob, Rob Cordray has to give has, Craig Yeah, head. Lou has to give Nick head. Which, uh, who's the joke on, really? You know, like, what kind of bar bets are you making that... Uh, it's just weird. Uh, okay, but I love so that, I love that Lou's like, topic. I like your style. <laughs> yes. Oh, Rob Cordray is, for me, the, the highlight of this movie, I think. Yeah. I love that guy. He's He's got some range, too. I saw that uh, vampire, teenage vampire love story movie that came out a few years oh, ago. Oh yeah, 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 Warm Bodies, which I actually kind of dug as well. Which is kind of neat. It's a, it's a, it's yeah. a cute little retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Yes, that's exactly what it uh-huh. is with, with zombies. Yeah, uh, and he's in it, and he plays, I guess, one of the undead. Uh huh. But just does a great, great job. He, uh, what else did I see him in recently? He's just, he's just flawless. If you've ever seen Harold and Kumar too, he plays the, uh, he plays a uh, God. What is he? He's like a, uh, oh man. Uh, 
he's not a he's not a CIA agent. He's not an FBI agent. He's um, I am an FBI agent. <laughs> oh my god! That's my oh, Keanu Reeves Keanu. from uh, Point Break. Oh my god! Um, no, he he plays uh, some kind of uh, NSA agent or something that's hunting down Harold and Kumar. No, oh, interesting. But he's like totally racist, <laughs> uh, and it, and he's so delightful. He's the best part of that entire movie. Like he's. He's so evil and horrible, but he's the best part of the film. Yeah. No, I loved him in this movie. I liked him a lot more in this one than I liked him in the sequel. Oh, really? Interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah he, Lou definitely has an arc in this movie, and when we finally get to the end, even though like he's kind of used the time stream for his own personal gain, right. there's still like he's earned something by the end of this movie. Right. Oh, they when flush we, it down the when toilet we, in the They sequel. kind of flush it down the toilet in the sequel, and he's kind of become like despicable again. And you're like, wow, um, he's kind of hateful. Like, uh, you, you don't really like him. That's what I was afraid they were going to do with a sequel. I don't know how you sequelize a movie like this. It's already about time travel. And yeah, yeah you're right. Everybody's storylines are kind of wrapped up nicely. Uh-huh. We find out who the kid's father is. Uh, everybody, uh, they revisit these times in their past, and they either change it or they do it the exact same way. And they, uh-huh. everybody learns something. It's like an after yeah. school special. Um, but yeah, I always hate when they regress. Much again, talking about like we were talking about last week with the the Spock character, mm-hmm. where it's like he'd grown, grown, grown through all the movies, and then oh well, we have to kill him and bring him back, and oh, what a surprise! He has amnesia; he can't remember anything. Uh-huh. So we get to get the old Spock again. It's kind of a cop out. Sounds like it was a cop out in in, uh, in the second time. one. Yeah. No, well, I, I'll be sure to listen to Afternoon Delight this week. You should. You should. You should, you should. You should check it out. Car ride home. Um. So there's definitely some gross out humor in this, like what we're talking about, like you know where. Uh, where Lou is supposed to give Nick some head, and uh, and and Nick was uncomfortable out. watching that scene. Is... It's it's uncomfortable. I mean, but f- I'm I'm cracking up as it's going. Oh, on. it's funny, I'm but I'm up. I'm watching it l- l- with my hands over my eyes. And but... I could and I could see you were totally doing the live long. I was, and I was doing thing. this. Oh, that I was didn't great. mean to do that. My, my scissor hands. <laughs> uh, but you know, I could see where reviewers were talking about how it's like homophobic because you know there's the part <laughs> where they're driving to Kvels. And, uh, and, and and Jacob's texting, and Lou's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like He's the most abrasive yes. person in the world. I know. And, uh, I'm and in love with my recast, by the way. He's always giving Jacob, like, shit. He's he's no shortage of shit for Jacob. <laughs> Jacob's the nephew, John Cusack's yeah. nephew, right? Yeah. Uh, played by Clark Duke. Right. And, uh, and he's like, I'm just texting some friends. He's like, dudes are chicks. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, I, as a matter of fact, I've had some girlfriends... Hot ones. He's like, you've had some boyfriends, <laughs> fucking gay ones. That's true. Yeah. Like they and they've, they they right. they have stuff like that. So I could see where reviewers are like, you know, this is kind of a homophobic. Well, film. I wouldn't call it homophobic because of that, though. It's but, gentle but ribbing. There, but there's stuff like that throughout the movie. I'm just saying, I, I, I could it. see where a reviewer could pull that out. I'm watching this movie and I'm not sitting there going, yeah. Fuck gay people. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not, of course not. I'm not thinking that. And I don't think the filmmakers are saying that. I don't no. think they're trying to make a statement like that. I think the fact is those words are coming out of Lou's fucking mouth. Exactly. And I think you have to take, you right. have to consider that. Lou is a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's a moron. And there's a reason why those things are coming out of his mouth. Of course. He's the fucking moron. That means something. It's like in, uh, is it Hamlet? Yeah, it's Hamlet. Who's a, uh, 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 not Felonious, Felonious Monk. That's right. <laughs> yes. No, who's yes. a. As he sat there playing jazz. Who's what's her name? Hamlet. Father. Who, uh, he's got the famous line, this above all to thine own self be true. And a lot of people like use that as, oh yeah, no, Shakespeare said it. And, and, and they use that as their mantra in life. But in reality, it was coming from the mouth of the doofus in Hamlet. Mm-hmm. And so thus be, must be taken uh, as such. Like, like, anyway. like Liam Neeson. There you go. <laughs> You must, to be must be taken. Um, okay, so so though there's definitely some gross out humor. Like I was saying, there's some gross out humor in this thing. 
Um, Can I ask that, you? Some, that's oh. a little cringeworthy. Like when they go and they see Lou in the in the hospital, and he wants <laughs> to take off for KVLs, and he's like, "Let's do it now." Did Did you watch the unrated version of this movie? Or I did think you? I did. Yeah, I I know I'm I pretty did. sure I did. And the, and he's pulling the catheter. Yep. Oh my god, <laughs> that's where I was cringing. <laughs> yes. Not so much where it was like it was time to like do the head bit. Like it was when he was pulling the catheter out. <laughs> Holy shit! Because it seemed like it was going on for a, just a little too long. Yep. I just wanted it to end. I was like, please, just just get it out. They please. will not let it end. No. Uh. Uh-uh, uh. 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 What were you saying? That's where comedy comes from. Well, I was going to switch up subjects here because we've already uh, established that we both enjoyed this movie. You loved it. Watched it eight times. Uh huh. Um, more enjoyable on the eighth viewing of the first. Uh, I still like it. Yeah. I, st- I still kind love it just, just as much. And you know what? It's kind of been a while since I've watched it. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to kind of go back and see it again. And I'm kind of focusing on different things that I hadn't focused yep. on before. Like now I'm kind of enjoying a little bit more uh, like other characters, like the Crispin Glover character. Oh, my God. Okay, I take it back. He's my favorite character <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Crispin Glover plays a one-armed bellhop who uh, is, uh, man, gets more screen time than, uh, like, if he's got to be, like, fifth build, right? Yeah. Because he's he's all over this movie. Uh-huh. We've seen him in the future and the past. Uh, and so we've already established in the in the present uh, that he has one arm. So they travel back in time when he's got both arms. Uh-huh. And in the entire movie, he, we revisit. They, they just keep teasing. Yep. Like, how so does many he lose his arm? How close calls. Uh, and there's the, the one scene in the elevator. He gets his arm stuck in an elevator. It's when he's doing the ice sculpture with the chainsaw. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's <laughs> juggling a chainsaw. And, and every time. But what's, what makes it best is Rob Corddry's reaction. Because he always has to stop what he's doing. He's like, dude, this is it. This is it. It's going to fucking happen right now. And he's so upset. And then it, it keeps happen. getting thwarted. And he's like, if this fucking guy doesn't lose his arm. <laughs> it's so funny. And then finally we get the, we get the payoff near the end. But, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, the, the scene <laughs> where he gets his arm stuck in the elevator and it starts going going down and his arm is stuck and Rob's like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Craig Roberts is like, shouldn't we do something? He's like, no, no, man. no, 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 no. It's the, destiny. We don't want to upset the butterfly. You're making reference to the butterfly effect. I mean, could that have been even like they couldn't have done that any better though? Because you've got Crispin Glover, oh who's God. like such a familiar face. If you're you know, if you're a fan of anything that has to do with 80s. Time travel movies, <laughs> right. you, Back to the Future, George McFly yeah. in this movie. I mean, that's perfect. And so you've got him running around in this as a central character mm-hmm. who ends up becoming key to their survival, yeah. you know, multiple times throughout this film. So that's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, and then, you know, you've got Chevy Chase who plays this uh, this kind of uh, mystical uh, yeah. hot tub repairman right. who's also... Like this staple of '80s culture, yes, with your National Lampoons movies. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. You know, they did a great job of kind of trying to take these things, these things yeah. that you know that you remembered from the '80s. That that's you know kind of ingrained and that's well, hardwired dude. into your brain for '80s. And you're like, all right, you know, you got John Cusack. I was going to say this movie stars John Cusack, and who that's is... one of the mistakes the sequel made was not yeah. putting him in there. But also, they didn't travel back to the '80s in the second one. Oh, they kind of just went to the future. Oh, which is one of the reasons why it's just kind of it lost. All the charm that this movie had. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because this is it's 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 a period movie. Basically, yes. they just yeah. use time travel as the uh, the the vehicle, literally yeah. and, and and metaphorically. Yeah. Um, speaking of time travel, though, and this is what I want to ask you because you're a big stickler for time travel anomalies in movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're pointing at me like you know where yep, I'm going. Yep. Uh, this movie takes some liberties with yes. the uh, the space-time continuum. And, of course, it's a comedy and whatever. It's a means to an end. We as the audience understand that. Um, but but I, I have some issues. Um, uh-huh. 
the the biggest, I guess, the most glaring one happens right at the end. If we can jump ahead, so uh, they they finally get their plutonium Chernobyl okay, drink see, back. All right, so you yeah, you're jumping all the way to the end. I'm you don't, don't want to work to it. Oh well, let's work to it then. Okay, I'm, I'm I mean that's the most egregious one for me that I can think of. Okay, I, I want to work to it. All right, let's go for it because I kind of have a problem like with. I, I, I understand, and we kind of played around, they play around with it in the sequel as well, uh, and I'm, this is it. I'm not going to bring up the sequel too much more after okay. this, but, you know, with, um, with Jacob's character kind of flickering in and out, mm-hmm. you know, and we kind of find out, oh, his existence is in peril, a la Back to the Future, right. that his existence is in peril, and we've got to hurry up and get back to the, the present, de- present day, mm-hmm. or else we might lose him. And then, like, everybody kind of falls into their own little ruts. John Cusack goes all fucking Hunter S. Thompson, like, eating fucking shrooms and doing coke and smoking and, like, putting on his fucking head. I love when he walks by fucking Crispin Glover and he's like, you're going to lose that arm. (laughs) And he's like, no, you're going to lose your arm. I'm going to rape you. (laughs) Like, it's some kind of joke. Uh, But, like, you know, and and he's trying to figure out how to get everybody together so they can get the fuck back. And I kind of feel like, all right. He doesn't exist, you know, it feels weird that, like, you would play around with the whole, you know, f- flicker around. Like, if he doesn't exist, then he doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. If he, it, if he has traveled back in time, then he's traveled back in time. Sure. And his existence isn't in danger. Right. You know, it either is or it isn't. You know, that's that's a weird thing when you play around with time. Yeah. Um, yeah, because everybody else is, they, they set up that they're in their old bodies. There's yes. that scene where they all look in the mirror and they're all younger. And he looks the same, which if they're going by that rationale, like he shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be there. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's it's then why weird, is he in this movie? It's, is exactly, my question exactly. And so that's kind of that's that's one of the weird things that I've I, I try not to be too nitpicky about, but it's like mm. you're creating your own science for this movie, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're kind of breaking your own rules. Yeah. And it's a it's it's just this much frustrating. It's just a little frustrating where you're like, okay, then who is he? Like it would be funny if maybe he was inhabiting somebody else. Right. You right. know, yeah, if yeah, that yeah. was part of the rules. Like Quantum Leap. Yeah, exactly. That he, Which would be a really funny kind of bit where it's they're like, to do it. oh, it's kind of like Quantum Leap, yeah. you know? He could be a girl. <laughs> that would be so... And that's why Chevy Chase keeps referring to him as a as girl. As a girl, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That'd be funny. <laughs> That'd be really great. Ooh, and Chevy Chase is like uh, Ziggy. No, Ziggy was the computer. Al. He's Al. Al just from, like uh, Al. Yeah, yeah. God, I love that. So so um, moving, moving on, yes. moving forward... Um, we do get to the part where, you know, they, they kind of they get all their stuff. They mm-hmm. get the Chernobyl and they, they get the, the hot tub time machine going and they all get back. And I'm going to let you take this because I know exactly okay. where you're going. Yeah. And I don't want to steal your thunder. Sure. But we're both on the same page. So here. they're all supposed, four supposed to get back in the hot tub time machine. It's going to take them back to the present. And uh, Rob Corddry decides uh, at the last minute he's, he's going to stay. And uh-huh. actually it was going to be him and John Cusack. And John Cusack. Damn it, I did it again. John Cusack. Man. John Cusack. And at the last minute, uh, Rob pushes him back in. He's like, no, you got to get back. Um, goes back to the future. Uh, and then wakes, back to the future. wakes up. And, of course, you know, he's now married to Lizzie Kaplan, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, and everybody else has great futures. Um, and uh, what, what did they leave a note for him? I can't remember how yeah, they. Yeah, leaves, how... leaves a note with, like, uh, uh, what it's, I can't remember what it was. It's, it's oh, called, He leaves a laptop. And it's yeah, yeah, got yeah, the yeah. CD. And it's Lou. And the, oh yeah, it's got the deep. Sorry. I'm telling him what it is right now. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I I'm telling ago. him what it is right now. 
Oh, we have a lover's quarrel going on. No, down no, here. we don't have no, a lover's no, quarrel. No, don't try right. to start something that isn't there. I'm starting something. Ooh, did you see what he said about you? Did you hear that? Something. Got to be starting <laughs> something. But yes. Uh, no, he leaves the he leaves the laptop there, sure. and it's you know it's Rob Corddry, and he's saying you know hey guys, and he's on his boat. That's what and it is. It's him and Kelly, Here's and they're what's married. going on the last thirty years, exactly. Or whatever, right? Yeah. So uh, we're to believe that time continued to pass, and I I just want to know who was inhabiting their bodies. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. These last 30 Thank years. You. That's one of my notes is like, so. They have like, no memory. They have no memory of the stuff that's happened in the past 30 years. But clearly everybody knows them. So they've been living their lives. And then I guess we can only conclude that the souls that were inhabiting these bodies have now been jettisoned. <laughs> right. In, in, uh, it's just to make been room like for their past. Empty husks. Is that what it is? 30 yeah. years. Yeah. Empty husks in these bodies. Or there's like alternate universe. But, but now they're gone now. Right. Because they've been taken well, over by, by... By all accounts, Jacob should have these memories of being raised by his father, right? Lou. Like butterfly. It's, yeah. it's sad when the butterfly effect actually treats time travel <laughs> with a little more uh, reverence. A little more, a little more care than, exactly. than Hot Tub Time Machine. I kind of like that movie. Uh, we'll do that I, You know what? I've never seen it. Jeff likes it too. Ooh. I've never, I've never seen it. Adding it to the list. Uh, that's what? Ashton Kutcher? Ashton Kutcher, yes. Oy. Yes, yes, <laughs> and Yes. Uh, no, so yeah, that was definitely one of the, that's one of my notes and I'm glad that you went there with it because, you know, I feel like that's, that's a creepy story that needs to be told. Yeah. I think that's a whole, that's what the sequel should have been. Right. Is them coming home and then like, uh, I don't know you. Like I met you once at like Winterfest 86. Right. And now I've come home and like, we're married. How are we married? Mm -hmm. And like Nick comes home and he's got a studio. How do I have a studio now? Why? What? What is going on here? Yeah. Um. I want to see that story. I want to see how that worked out. <laughs> well, they don't have a good. They don't. Have, they, I don't think they have an explanation for it. And it's fine. It's they, a comedy. They don't. And 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 it's kind of it's upsetting to see like because it's it was nice to see them like they're very well off mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. the end of this movie. And yeah. I know I said Back I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to go into the second movie, but it, they're very they're well off in the present day. Mm-hmm. And then just to kind of see how like it went all idiocracy. In the second movie, oh no! Even before they go into the future in the second oh, movie, really? like the present day of the second movie, it's like, what the fuck? Like w- w- this just went. This got out of hand really quick. Um, yeah, I, I, I would like to have seen something. I would I would have liked to have seen like a little bit of once he got into the house as he's looking at pictures. Mm-hmm. Maybe like we see memories kind of rushing in. There you go. As like the timeline Ooh, like, starts to kind of adjust and like, he starts to remember things. Like Dark City. Now yeah. that's a movie that did it great. Yeah. Where yeah. he gets injected. Uh, Jack Bauer injects him with memories. Uh-huh. That's right. And uh, they go through this whole so it happens in like that's a matter a of seconds. Movie, that's a great Alex film. Alex Proyas, man. Yep. Uh, in a matter of seconds, he gets all these memories, but they kind of show it through his. Uh-huh. He's he, all of his old memories are now being altered because now Jack Bauer's there and telling him and training him. Yeah. Um. No, yeah. Oh man, that's a great movie. What was another another movie that did that where it was like kind of adjusting, adjusting memories where it was like you know you the adjustment bureau. No, 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 no. <laughs> God damn it, that movie was horrible. What? No, I was, I was not with, a fan. With Matt Damon? I was not a big fan of that Ooh, movie. I like that movie a lot. I've seen it two or three times. God, I'm trying to think. There was another movie where it was yeah. like, you know, your mind is trying to adjust for memories. Oh, oh, Looper. Looper, that's, that's right. That's what yeah. you're thinking of. Because yeah. when Joseph Gordon-Levitt, young Bruce Willis, uh-huh. when something new happens in his life, the old Bruce Willis now has that memory because that's it's right. him in the future. Yes, there you go. Done cleverly. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, think... this movie was for laughs. I mean, Exactly. But, but still, I kind of feel like it's less creepy. I still think there's a creepy factor to John <laughs> Absolutely Cusack, is where he's like sitting outside of his house, what his new house is, and he's like, "So I guess I just go inside, huh?" 
um, yeah, you just <laughs> you live here, yeah. you know, or or that, or you know, why would they have gone to Kvals if in this new reality mm-hmm. they didn't need to? Like, why? What was the reason for the trip if they didn't need to go then anymore? Like, no, like, yeah, you like you bring is, up some good points. It's, it's also it's also weird at this point. Like they should have gone back and I, it maybe have been a little bit more natural if like the Rob Corddry character is waiting for them. Like, hey guys, it's nice to see you. Yeah, you know, I don't know I, something along those lines. And maybe I'm trying. I'm being a little too simplistic about it. Maybe it is funnier to have him waiting there. You know, to have the the DVD the player DVD. waiting. Yeah, and you know the whole reveal of Lugal. <laughs> That's right, because he's come up with the idea for Google first. Yes, and Crispin Glover, you know, the reveal that he has his uh, arm. I fucking love the Crispin Glover bit, though. When they, He's so great. Dude, when he's when they, they first show up at K-Valley. He's, he's all pissed off. And he's pissed off, and the, <laughs> and the bags are falling off, and they're grabbing him, and he's, like, yelling at them. I got it! Yeah. And then he's just throwing shit and then waits for his tip. For the tip. He's so, I mean, he's so great. And then when we go back to the past and we get to see, like, this idealistic so Crispin happy, Glover. Go he's lucky. so friendly to everyone. Everybody, yep. And when they open the door and they pull him in and they're like ripping the sleeves off and he's yeah. like, are you raping? <laughs> That's my favorite line in this movie. <laughs> are you raping? <laughs> A British everywhere paused for that and laughed. <laughs> laughed and laughed. Good times. Another thing that bugged me about this movie, Joe. Um, so we find out that the young, what is it? Duke Clark? Young Clark, yeah. Clark Duke? Clark Duke. Clark Clark. Yeah. Clark Duke. What's his character's name? Let's it's just Jacob. The character's Jacob. Name. Jacob. Let's go with that. He's the younger, the, the pudgy guy with glasses. So he doesn't know who his father is. We've set that up at the beginning of the movie. Uh, and then it turns out when we go into the past, Rob Corddry, Lou, ends up being his father because he has a little one night stand with his mother. So, but the way that they. I can't believe I'm fucking Adam's sister. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so... it's a bunch of little tiny Jacobs. <laughs> So we find out that he is impregnated, uh, his mom. But they walk in in the middle of the sex scene as he's doing it. Yeah. Um, and then and, and Jacob starts to flicker away. Yeah. And well, like, he jumps at Lou. That's right. Because he's screwing his mother. He jumps at Lou and Lou pulls out. And that's and when Jacob disappears. disappears. Yeah. And they figure out, oh, shit. John Cusack. You finished. You this. need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all great. That makes sense. Three dudes have figured out that they're going to lose their best buddy if if they don't have sex. Um, they don't really. The movie doesn't really stop down and, and look at it from the woman's point of view. So now, and she's listening. She knows. She's hearing all these. Yeah. All the plot points. She knows that she's about to be impregnated. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, and doesn't put up a fight. <laughs> I guess maybe then it makes it odd if you take it there. But still. She's now knowingly and willingly allowing herself to become impregnated. And we set up that, like, she's a party girl, like, she's doing blow. Everybody, everybody on this mountain is up to get fucked. I mean, yeah. you've got the, the part 80s, man. Where Lou and Jacob get picked up by the one chick who wants the three way. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. And, like, the chick picks up the phone and she walks out, and Jacob's like, I can't do this, Lou. I can't do this. And Lou is almost in tears. He's like, Shut the fuck up. You just shut the fuck up. He wants it so bad. Oh my god! But no, yeah, she's just wasted. I mean, they set up her character at the beginning. She's like, know. you know, I'm gonna polish some poles. Right. That's what I'm saying. So a girl like that, do you think she wants to be a a, a mother out of wedlock in her youth? I don't think she's thinking straight about it at all. Well, I mean, God, her reaction to it is, I feel pregnant. <laughs> I don't think they were thinking too much about her. I character. know, done for laughs, but still. Do you think that Lou was originally the father? Apparently, like, originally, apparently that was something that they came up with 
during. I don't think I buy that. Yeah, I don't think I buy that because I don't think you write in that Jacob character without having a, a resolve to that storyline. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm just cons- curious. I'm just curious if maybe it was like originally some other dude, and oh, then I see what now you're because they were altering the story, the the timeline, yeah. it had to be Lou. It had It'd to be, be Lou. Lou. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I think that's the only way that makes it make sense and make it make funny. Mm. And it's one of those things. It could have been Blaine. Here's something, Joe. Did you, growing up watching movies, uh-huh. you know, we, I we, did that. We hold film in, in higher regard. Uh-huh. Um, you know, we, 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 hell, we do a podcast. We talk about, about it them. every week mm-hmm. and see at least one, if not, if not two, mm-hmm. sometimes three. Um, but we like movies so much. Uh, did you ever think that there was so much that could go wrong during the, the making of a film? Like, yeah, movies would come out when I was a kid, and, and if I, if it was something I loved, then I, I would always just praise the brilliance of the people who, 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 who breathed life into it. Now I sound well, like James Lipton. Well, just in the sense that, like, oh, this was so James planned who? ahead. James Lipton. Okay. What did I say? <laughs> it wasn't Lipton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, I've always heard the, that story about on the, the Twilight Zone movie about the helicopter that decapitated, like, a dude and two kids. Well, but I don't so mean I've like heard that. Of, like, some horrible things Yeah, happening. but those are freak accidents. I'm talking about more with the storyline. And so ever since the advent of DVD and we saw see all these deleted scenes, the, uh, the magic wore off a little bit for me oh, because I started like to realize, cl- like with mall rats. Well, yeah, that's yeah. a good one, but at least that that's not like a classic film. Um, I'm trying to think of something where like it, it could have been, it could have gone so wrong. Oh, you know, here's one where I was disappointed. Everybody always uh, talks about Pixar. Oh, great filmmakers, so much planning goes ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, Wally, you seen Wally? You like Wally? I love Wally. Everybody loves Wally. There's a whole. It's not an alternate ending. It's an alternate climax where. Mm. Okay, so I can't remember how it is in the film, where Wally is trapped or getting about to get compacted, and Eve saves him, uh-huh. or it's vice versa. Uh-huh. I can never remember because when I saw it on DVD for the first time, there was a whole alternate climax where they fully animated. I'm not talking about storyboards and voices, full on 3D animated, the exact same climax except the roles were reversed. Huh? It was like Eve who was in. I, I think in, in the theatrical release, Eve is the one who's. It, it being been deactivated and Wally yeah. saving her. Yeah. But they they completed a whole other sequence where it was com- the complete opposite and she saves him. Wow. I know. And so I went from, oh, this is a great movie to, really? You guys didn't know how this story should end? The big climax of your wow. movie? That you've, you went this far well, be- into production? Because the end is supposed to kind of echo the beginning because that, he yes. finds her at the beginning and, and then exactly. she, fi- she comes to life and then leads him into space or whatever. Exactly. And then at the end, he's deactivated and she kind yep. of brings him out Which is of why I'm glad that Cooler Heads prevailed and yeah. that's what ended up on film. But for the, the fact that they were even toying with that idea would have changed that, that storyline completely. Yeah, that would have been horrible. And they fully fucking produced it. You can find it online or it's on the, it's on the DVD box set. No, so that's... it's things like that that make me think that, yes, they could have moved ahead with this movie not knowing that Lou was going to be his father and then decided during the filming. Oh, I'm glad you're able like to bring that, that back because I'm like, why Sorry. are you comparing <laughs> Wally is, to Hot Tub Time Machines? Uh, just the fact that um, they're not as well planned as, as I thought they were as a child and, and deleted scenes on DVDs have, have ruined some film for me like that. Maybe gotcha. it's just me. Not you? No, you don't? You like to see the process. You I like love to the see curtain. the process. No, I'm a huge fan of seeing the process. In fact, after I watched this movie... Uh, I was trying to scour the internet to see if I could find some like behind the scenes stuff on this movie. Mm. Uh, especially, especially uh, with with movies like this, I want to see gag reels. Like I want to oh, see takes that you didn't know. make the movie because movies like this, you could tell like the script is a suggestion 
Yes. And like, especially with a, with a, an actor like Rob Corddry. I was going to say Craig Robinson, but both of those Craig guys. Craig Robinson, too. Yeah, you could tell like they make up a lot of their dialogue and just kind of riff and go with it. And I'm, I want to see like reactions from guys like John Cusack because I could tell like a guy like John Cusack isn't a riff. He doesn't do an ad lib. He needs to have it written down. Mm-hmm. He needs to kind of study the context. Uh, the subtext, if you will, yeah. and kind of go with it that way. So I'd love to see like how those two styles would go. I wonder if he turned down the sequel or was not invited back for the sequel. What do you think? I think he would. Tu- I think. He I think he probably down. turned it down. I think yeah. he turned it down. I think if it was a better script, right. he probably would have gone with it. But yeah. uh, well, but you're right because he seemed to have had a good time working on this. Yeah, film. Yeah, sounds like it. Although it, he did say that he signed on to do it solely on the title of the movie. Yeah, it was called Hot Tub Time Machine, and he was like, "All right, I'm in." <laughs> Um, I, I, I just I, I, I love <laughs> I, I love the relationship with all these guys and I love the uh, the, uh, the 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 hostility that we got out of out of Lou, especially with his relationship with the John Cusack character. Yeah. You know, the fact that, you know, we focus so much on the, the John Cusack character and, you know, rightfully so. He is the strongest, you know, the most relatable, the mm-hmm. guy that, you know, we're supposed to relate to in the this movie. Man. The everyman. We're supposed to kind of follow along with him. Uh, maybe not the most um, <laughs> sympathetic. Sympathetic, no, yeah. Uh, but but he's kind of supposed to be the most relatable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we finally get to the point where Lou is sitting on top of that roof because he's been let down by his buddies. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's drinking. He's singing Home Sweet Home or something. <laughs> it's Molly Crew. And, uh, and these dudes are yelling at him. And what is he? He yells back at one guy, and he's like, "Hey, John Lennon gets shot." Oh yeah, <laughs> which happened in like 1980. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I think he even says he's like, "Or oh, did that happen already?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and so everybody finds him up there, and he he has his kind of come to Jesus with the guys, mm-hmm. and he's like, "You know what? Fine. When this is done, we're gonna go get that Chernobyl shit. But when this is done, I'm done with you guys." Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings them to the big the 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 frat house or whatever the 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 ski patrol house. Yes, where Blaine and Chaz and I loved the relationship between Chaz Blaine and Blaine and Chaz. because Chaz was totally like, I don't get why you're such a spat. Like yeah. he's, he's totally <laughs> he's, the subdued guy. I love it. Um, he reminded me of like Colin Hanks, uh, just totally like laid back. Meanwhile, you know, Blaine was just this total this dick bag Hothead. again, this yep. total dick bag. Uh, and and so they get in there and they they get the the Chernobyl. There's this awesome fucking Enrique Iglesias moment where they build <laughs> up Lou and he comes in and he tries to and he still fucking fails. But then there's finally that comeuppance and he and he fights off Blaine. He beats the shit out of dude. He finally has a good night. They get back to the resort with the help of the Crispin Glover character. Mm-hmm. They get back to the resort. Uh, Crispin Glover loses his arm. Finally. But because they're in hot pursuit by the fucking the ski patrol, mm-hmm. they're there in time to fucking save the arm. Put it on it, ice. Put it back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get back. And, I, you know, I, I think that there was something really cool about... You know that that they get back into the the, the time machine, and they they do have that moment. They've got that moment with you know with John Cusack, and he's like, mm-hmm. you know what, you stay, I'll stay. You're my best friend. Right. You're one of my best friends. But I think that it, it was nice that that Lou had that chance to stay. Yeah. Because if there was a character that needed that ex that, that was second chance mm-hmm. to mature, that second chance to do it again, yeah. he was the one that deserved it. Yes, because we find out uh, because you know the whole scene at the beginning with him air drumming in the car and the carbon monoxide, and he he's like it's an accident. I was you know was drunk or whatever, and then he lets later on that no, he actually was trying yeah. to end it all. Yeah, and you're like oh, that brings another another layer to that character. Say so, yeah, you want to see him 
do it right. And because of all these characters, all these characters that wanted another shot, that that needed another shot, you know, he's kind of the one that embodied that second chance. And obviously, you know, thought of his buddies and kind of put everything in place for everybody else, hmm. which was really cool. Um, we haven't touched on the Lizzie Kaplan character. I was just going to say, oh, I fucking love her. Lizzie I love Kaplan. Her too. In I think this she's, movie. she's so great. Dude, have you seen, you saw the interview? I did. She's great in the interview. She's, she's great in everything. I love her in just she about everything, in everything she's in. Yeah. She's mean hot. Girls, the interview, this. Mm-hmm. She's a great performer. She's, she's so cute mm-hmm. and she's so sincere, even in this, in the short bit that she's in, she's so sincere. I, it, the only thing about this movie is the fact that, you know, her character is probably what, like, 24, 25. Is she? In in, it, in the past, in the 80s? Yeah, right? Because she's writing for Rolling Stone, right? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I pegged her as a, well, maybe a little younger, but yeah. And so, and he's supposed to be what, 17? You're in high school, right? And so she's hooking up with a 17-year-old? Yeah. Well, she's supposed to be the nerdy, you know, bookworm, because she has glasses. But Joe, she's, she still glasses. Mid, she's still mid-20s. Yeah, yeah. And she's hooking up with it. And also, like, who's, there's, there's like a, a fucking full-service bar and they're serving these fucking 17-year-old kids. It's a good point. It's a good point. Again, it was the 80s. Simpler times. <laughs> I guess so. But I loved her character. I really yeah. did like her character. She's and I kind of wish that if, if this movie had done anything else, I wish this movie would have fleshed her out a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do, too. Oh, my God. Not um, in the way that Cloverfield did, though, unfortunately. I know. Oh. Yeah. Poor, poor Cloverfield. See Cloverfield, kids. That's a good movie. It is, it is a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that I've come around on, too. <laughs> oh God! Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was right there. Um, okay, one little bit of criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you've got anything else? No, we, we've gone through my criticisms. I think. So near the end of this movie, they uh, and in fact, it's like the very last thing where um, where Lou is talking to everybody, and he's like, "Man, it's a, it's a shame the band had to break up." Oh yeah. And Nick's like, "What band were you ever a part of?" Mm-hmm. And it cuts to Rob Corddry, and they've kind of like digitally inserted him <laughs> into Motley Crue's Home Sweet Home video. In yeah. fact, the name of the band was Motley Lou. Yeah, I <laughs> love that. The thing is, it's from Motley Crue's Theater of Pain album, which came oh, out... Oh, come on. It came out in 1985. Oh, discrepancy. Yeah. See, once so again. there's no way that Lou Dorchin could have been able to take credit for Theater of Pain or Home Sweet around. Home because they were already around. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you really, you really caught him there, Joe. I did, I did. I, did, Found I the, caught you, the one flaw in Time there. police. Time I'm the time cop. <laughs> All right. I hadn't caught. I hadn't caught that. So if um, what what uh, what do you think Hot Tub Time Machine did well? What, what did, did it do what did right? It, what did it do right? I'd say the best thing it did was the cast and the casting director, whoever yes. got this cast in here. Because without this cast, this movie isn't. We're not talking about it today. It's um, it's it, it would have come and gone. Nobody would have. You know, it probably would have killed John Cusack's career. I don't mm-hmm. know about that. He'll always do stuff. I mean, there there was what twenty twelve. That's true. Yeah, he's he's done a bunch of bad he's done movies. Some, hasn't Con he? Air. Wait, Pu- pushing tin. I like Con Air, and I like pushing tin with hey. ca- with uh hey. Costner in that one. No. Who? Oh, Billy, uh, Bob, Billy Bob. Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. That's right. Obviously, um, you liked it so much. I was getting confused because <laughs> there was another one where Costner's with airplanes. Um. Oh, oh so, so yeah. So the the cast. <laughs> shaking I can't remember head. what it is either. No, no, but the cast. Hey. You get Krug Robinson, you get, uh, I can't think of his name now, Rob Corddry, um, because you're right. A lot of this is ad-libbing, I think. Even that one scene where Craig Robinson looks right into the camera and says, <laughs> it must be some sort of hot, hot tub, tub time, time machine. machine. <laughs> like, like they're just daring you to be like, 
we're going on this ride. Yep. So yep. you know, you can either fucking yeah. you can either get up and leave or you just stay in your seat and fucking accept yes. what we're about to do. I agree. But that was not scripted. That was something that he came up with on his own, I guess. Um and they kept it in. That's great. So again, I, I my favorite comedies are those where you just get funny people. Get funny people and a solid script, a storyline or whatever, but let the funny guy and Judd Apatow is great about that. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about some deleted scenes. There are so many takes and they show most of them in the trailer or the uh, credits of his movies. Where you realize, oh, this movie could have been uh, an entirely different movie. You could have used alternate takes. It would have still been just as funny. Yeah. Um, and so I love those guys. So great uh-huh. casting. How about you? What did the movie do wrong? Yeah. Oh, oh, we're going to do my wrong first? Yeah. Uh, again, it's those little time travel issues. And I know I'm a stickler for that stuff, but I always, I, I want to be surprised. I want a movie, I want to go into a dumb movie that mm-hmm. I think is just going to be some popcorn fodder. Uh, and then be surprised, be like, "Oh, they're a little more thoughtful with it. They, yeah. they 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 thought this through. They 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 took their own script to heart and thought about these questions." Whereas you and I had the same questions coming out of it within ninety minutes. Yeah. These guys had years to work on this movie, right? And just decided. I don't think they were stupid and didn't think about it. They just neglected it. Uh-huh. So it's a little lazy and leaning a little bit too much on the on the comedy and your actors. See, I'm going to give them a little bit of a pass on yeah. that though because I feel like they gave this movie a little bit more heart than we would have normally seen in a movie like this. True. So I was like, all right, I'll give you a little bit of a pass. What I thought this movie did right, I'm going to kind of disagree with you. Oh. Because if you were just to give it the cast, then that means by the transitive that Hot Tub Time Machine Two would have worked. And it doesn't. Uh, um, the writing. I think it's the writing in this movie. The writing is well done. The direction is well done. All right. Um, I think just the production design of it. There's just something that feels really lived in in this movie. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's very, it just feels like it's a living, breathing, 80s kind of world. It, it feels believable. Whereas, you know, if you're, if you're to watch the sequel, and damn it, I keep comparing it to the sequel, and it's well, not fair. They've because done it to this, themselves. This should live on its own merits, but, you know, the, the sequel feels very, uh, very sterile and, and cold, and it doesn't feel like it's kind of a living, breathing thing, whereas this feels like it, it, was, yeah. it was produced, you know? They put some money into it, and uh, uh, it, it, it's so fun. And again, the cast is good, and they do work well together. And who knows? Maybe it's Cusack that was kind of the glue that, that gave it a little bit of a grounding that it needed, and it was lacking that in the sequel. But while the cast was fun to watch, I think that ultimately... It fell on whoever was putting them together, whoever was directing them, yeah. did a really great job with it, and I think the the that the writing at its core was a, a little bit better. And, um, and and I don't know how to explain that because I'm looking it up right here. Same writer, same director. Same writer, both same movies. directors, huh? Yeah. Wow. Um, damn, that's that's amazing. <laughs> uh, all right. So then, what I think that this movie did wrong, um. I think that not fleshing out the Lizzie Kaplan character a little bit more, I think, was kind of a mistake. Always see more of her. Um, I think not fleshing out when they, like you said, when they come back to present day, not fleshing that out a little bit more, uh, I think that's a mistake. I think that, you know, God, let's answer some of those questions. What the hell happened you know? for the last 20 years? Exactly. Who was in their bodies? Mm-hmm. They should They and, should have remembered. There should be those. Yeah. In, the, I mean, that's what them coming through, like that whole like weird uh, that that psychedelic thing of them going through the time machine should be the that whole like the memories kind of catching up with them. Yeah, that's what that should represent. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know why I just got stuck with this, but just the the memory of 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 Nick calling up the nine year old version of his wife. And he's like, oh yeah, he's you like, played with his balls. Fuck you. <laughs> they cut to this little girl in her bed. She's like, she's like crying. Hang up the fucking phone, Jerry. I'm not talking <laughs> oh, to you. Oh Jerry. yeah, that's right. The father picks up. Who is this? <laughs> uh, that's this hilarious. movie is so fun, though. You know, it is. even given the given the criticisms, this is a really good comedy. It's it's solid. Yeah. Definitely, you know, it's. A lot of mature language, a lot of mature content. Yeah, it's, it's rated R. It's a rated R comedy, but definitely worth the watch. Yeah. Uh, if we were to remake Hot Tub Time Machine, mm. Joel, how would you do it? Uh, man, there were so many opportunities to do recasts here, but I feel like I've done that the last couple of weeks. Or I mean like, you know, a whole entire cast gotcha. ensembles. I, I, I follow. So I'm going back to some individuals. Um, let's see. I'm going to start at the bottom. Well, we've talked about the one arm bellhop, the Crispin Glover character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see Steve Carell doing mm-hmm. that role. Uh, playing that kind of 40-year-old virgin when he's in the past, that kind of super uh, optimistic guy. Gotcha. And then the downtrodden later. Uh, The Chevy Chase character, the hot tub uh, time machine repairman. We'll get an actor who knows a little bit about time machines himself. How about Christopher Lloyd in that role? Nice. And, I mean, if you're doing a movie about the 80s and about time travel, that would have been a nice... uh, he probably turned it down. <laughs> I, I think he needs the paycheck. Yeah, it could be. Uh, Lizzie Kaplan, the uh, Mrs. Wright, who I'll call her, the one April. Who, uh, that was there her. you go. Yeah. That's right. Who uh, John Cusack ends up with in the future. Always loved Natalie Portman. Nice. And if we're going to do Natalie Portman in that role, how about uh, for the <laughs> Jenny character, uh, played by Lindsay, Fon- Lindsay Fonseca? Is that how you pronounce her name in this uh-huh. one? Uh, let's get Mila Kunis in this one. We get a little, uh, a little Black, Black Swan, Swan reunion. Because she could play that, you know, she would basically be Jackie from that '70s show, just uh-huh. be super annoying and 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 uh, smothering. Uh, Clark Duke, who is the Jacob character, the the youngest of the four that travels back in time. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me save him. Uh, let me do Rob Corddry, uh, who is the abrasive guy who almost you know kind of commits suicide. Uh, another comedian who is also I don't know, you call him a comedian? Sure. Well, he does comedies. I'm talking about Jason Lee. Nice. Um, my name is. Earl, right? Is that uh-huh. the name of that show? Yeah, yeah, Earl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could play that Rob Corddry role. Craig Robinson. How about another uh, washed up? I don't want to say washed up because I kind of <laughs> like him. I like him in Fifth Element, like Chris Tucker Wow, in the Craig Robinson role. Uh-huh. I think they might have some good chemistry. Him and Jason Lee, can't you see him? He's not washed up. He, did, he was in Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, Chris Tucker? Yeah. <gasps> oh, shit, he was. Uh-huh. That's right. Oh, yeah. I liked him in that, too. Yeah, he did All well. Right. Okay, not washed up, but he, he's, he had some rough times. He's making a comeback. Um, and then, of course, the last two, the John Cusack and uh, Clark Duke characters. Uh, if we got Jason Bateman to play the John Cusack role, which he can do so well. He's basically playing that Arrested Development character. Might as well get Michael Sarah to play the uh, the young Jacob role. They have good chemistry together. That's pretty good. And I love Michael Sarah in anything. So that's my cast. Okay. Uh, hold on. I got to bring no director. stuff up. I don't know who to do. You didn't do a director, uh, huh? I, I, I couldn't think of somebody. Oh, okay. I feel like I always go to the, the same well. Okay. Uh, all right, so I'm going to start from the bottom up. All right. I'm going to just tell you my director right off the bat. Okay. I went with David Wayne, one of my old oh, reliables. Okay. There I you love go. David Wayne. I think he'd be able to handle this perfectly. Absolutely. Um, starting with Kelly, the John Cusack sister character. Oh, yeah. I didn't cast her. Uh, I went with Allison Hannigan. Oh, yeah. Lily. Yeah. From uh, How I Met Your Mom. April, the, uh, the, Lily, the Lizzie, the Lizzie Kaplan. Kaplan. Mary Elizabeth Winston. <gasps> yeah, I, I know. We both have the same reaction. Yeah. Uh, the Repairman. Because, you know, we went with Chevy Chase in the original. I think we need to go with another 80 staple for uh, for the repairman. I went with Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, uh, I almost thought about doing that, too. For Phil, the uh, the bellhop, mm-hmm. we had Crispin <laughs> Glover. We had George McFly for uh, for the original. No. For this one, 
We went with Marty no. McFly, <laughs> Michael J. Fox, and the arm thing would totally make sense. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, for the Jenny character, Jenny Stedmeyer. Yes, Great White Buffalo. <laughs> Great White Buffalo. I went with a uh, a young a young actress named Bella Thorne. Oh, how do I know her? She's been in a bunch of like Disney Channel stuff. Yeah, she's just she's just a really good looking chick, and that's basically what Jenny Stedmeyer was. Yep. Um, there, there isn't much more to it. I was just looking up like young actresses, and I was like, "Oh, Bella yeah. Thorne. Yeah, she she's was great. In, she was in uh, what was she? Uh, uh, well, she's in Alexander in the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, Blaine, the uh, the ski patrol douchebag. Yes, you know, Peta from oh, from, from yes. the Hunger, uh, Hunger Games. Games. Yes. Josh Hutcherson uh, is going to be the Blaine character. And now I'm fine with that. Our quartet. Ooh. Uh, gonna start with, you know, because this movie went back into the 80s and it relied heavily on John Cusack being, you know, an 80s staple. Had to find somebody else who was kind of an 80s staple, mm-hmm. not too, you know, on the nose, mm-hmm. but was also a person that we remember from 80s movies, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, and then Nick um, definitely had to have some, you know, some some musical roots. I decided to go with Ludacris. <laughs> oh, you know what? And he's not bad. Yeah. What was he in Crash? Uh, I think he's so. He's in Crash, yeah, right? He's in Crash. He's pretty good in Crash. Um, okay, for the Jacob character, mm-hmm. has to be someone young, someone that we can relate to now, mm-hmm. uh, someone who is involved in a film that was uh, that got some attention just recently in the Oscars, mm. a little film called Whiplash, yes. a guy named Miles Teller. Fuck yes. I yes. love that kid, man. That he could play nerdy, you know, just like uh, Clark Duke. What do you think he's going to be in 40 years? Is I, he going to be like our, our Tom Cruise? I think he, I don't know. Maybe about not Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. No. I think he's going to be, uh, Edward know. Norton. Maybe Edward Norton. There you go. I'll give you that. Not an action star. Uh, and then playing the the role of Lou Dorchin, <laughs> you know, the, 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 uh, the accelerant. Um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, uh huh. I I thought about that. There we go. Oh, that's great. So that's uh, that's our recastings for Hot Tub Time Machine. Uh, If you have any thoughts on how you would recast it, or thoughts on what we had to say, if there's something that we missed completely, and you've been screaming at it now for the entire podcast, (laughs) now is your chance to rush on over to Facebook. Put the editing bay in the search bar. Look for the girl with the bleeding eyes. That's us. And you could type your thoughts out and uh, and let us know what you think. Uh, we've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is editingbay.com. You can go there and find out all about the show, listen to our past episodes. We also have links to our Facebook and our Twitter handle, which our Twitter handle is at the editing bay. So follow us there. We'll always announce what the next movie we're going to be talking about is. Maybe every now and then I'll snap a pic while we're recording and I'll post them up there, unbeknownst to my co-host. Or sometimes benounced to my co-host. Do you dirty, do you, do you follow our Twitter handle? Joe? I do. Yeah, yeah. I follow our Twitter handle and I follow you. Oh, that Anywhere sounds creepy. Anywhere you go, I'll follow you down. I will always be watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just referenced both How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days and, and Jack, Jack Frost. Frost. <laughs> that is amazing. Not J- Birdman's. Michael Keaton in Jack Frost. And that was the ensemble that I almost recast in this movie. Oh, my Mike, God. Michael Keaton in the, uh, oh. he's an 80s star. Oh, God. That would have been good. Right? Um, all right, guys. If you uh, if you listen to us on your on your Apple devices, if you get us on your podcast <laughs> or app. Or Android. Um, well, I don't know if they could do the same or thing. Agnostic. But you could uh, You could go ahead and give us a review oh. on, uh, on iTunes. That would be fantastic. Five-star review is preferable. That's the best. It's the only option. We would love that. Please give us a, a review. You know, type us out a little review that helps us with sponsorships. We're in the middle of trying to get some things going. Uh, we do this every week for free, and uh, 
it'd be nice to, mm-hmm. to start trying to get some sponsorships. It helps us when we try to get some uh, some T-shirts printed like yeah. we did for the live show. You know, it comes out of our pockets. Mm-hmm. It comes out of Joel's pocket. <laughs> uh, when we try to get space, you know, so we could do the live shows, it comes out of my pocket. That's right. I can't afford to do that. No. Uh, moving into a new place and uh, and rent. You know that costs money, guys. <laughs> so, so we gotta, we gotta start. You're begging now, Joe. Gotta, it's I am. I'm begging it's for for two cents a day. You could no. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> the cost of a cup could, of coffee. If you could, if you could go ahead and throw us a review and uh, and a yeah. rating, we'd really appreciate that. Not just for the editing bay, but also all of our next wave radio shows. Uh, we've got my comic life with Jeff and Sam, where they talk about all things nerdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, they talk about uh, what was it that we were talking about earlier? It was the uh, the the alien. The movies. Alien movies, Neil Blomkamp, and uh, taking on the uh, the Alien franchise and how it'll probably have something to do with human rights because that's, <laughs> because that's, that's all he knows how to do. All he knows how to do. Yeah. Uh, also, oh, maybe the aliens will become uh, sentient and uh, they w- they'll be well, they'll be the already sentient. Well, that's true, but they'll, uh, they'll be the sympathetic characters. That's right. And uh, and also we've got MVP. Most Valuable Podcast, talking about sports with Danny and Matthew. Uh, There's also the 8-Big Gladiators with Jeff and John and Jay. And anybody else whose name starts with a J, (laughs) (laughs) we've got them all right here on the Next Wave Radio Network. Seriously, throw some reviews around. That helps the entire company, and we'd really appreciate it. Joel, what do we have on tap for next week? What do you want to see? Uh, You know, uh, this one just showed up on Netflix. I haven't told you about this, right? No. No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm going to call it Audible. You have have a better idea? You got something in chamber? No, this is your turn. Okay, good. Uh, We're going to go with a movie that I never saw. Because uh, people advised I've against never it seen. when it when it I oh yes thank you, you know it's something my mom <laughs> my mom always got after me when I would say uh, wh- where are you at she's like no you, where are you you're not at anywhere where are you she's an English teacher everybody it's a cool story bro yeah thanks <laughs> <sighs> nobody listens to the end of the podcast anymore when we start doing plugs people tune out see look at this comedy gold you're missing um girl uh, girl girl interrupted girl all interrupted. right well we'll catch you next no, week no, on the no no, no. <laughs> movie that came out. Um, uh, all, mostly female cast, I believe. Uh, Tank Girl. You remember hearing about Love it. Tank Lori Girl? Petty, oh, yes. you've seen this. Yes. I have not. Oh, uh, God. Mixed reviews. I love this movie. And I don't know where I'm going to fall fall on this. You've seen it. Where do you think? And you know my sensibilities. I don't know if you're going to like this movie. Yeah, that's what I I'm feel like of. your girlfriend. Jeff is shaking his I feel head. like your girlfriend would love this movie. Really? Well, uh-huh. Is it like female empowerment? Well, yeah, yeah. She's got I, a dark streak. Like she likes kind of darker movies. I kind of think you I think your girlfriend's going to dig the shit out Ooh. of this movie though. All right, we'll have to watch it together. Yeah. Yeah, this Great. movie. I love Tank Girl. All right, guys. Next week, Tank Girl right here on the editing bay, Jeff. Thanks for staying up and recording this. Joel, always a pleasure. Love it, man. It's an honor. Guys, we'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.